1: Who's a good Katie?
0: Hanging with these episode ninety five getting. Ever so close to that big episode 100, hmm. which at our current pace we ought to hit about week one of the NFL season. We gotta do something special for that. I don't know,
1: highlight compilation episode or something. I don't
0: know. Oh, for number 100. Yeah. Yeah, figure something out. Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, we're back and it's been a couple weeks, three weeks. I don't nice know. In I the lose box. track. Um, but. We're gonna bounce around quite a bit. We got a lot of uh news and notes and things, a little little chit chat about NFL stuff, some college stuff. The two biggest things it's kinda weird. It's like
1: part two of our last two episodes between Vince McMahon and also the we talked about the Co- super league. College football. football.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big news in the college football world uh over the course of the last week or so. Um and a couple of big NFL stories as well. Um mm, yeah. go ahead and lead off uh, with one, in fact, Baker Mayfield mm. now has a new home, and it is the Carolina Panthers. They have made a trade, sending uh, the Browns sent Baker Mayfield to the Panthers for a conditional fifth round pick. Yeah, they haven't really told us what the conditions are, but
1: if he plays seventy percent of the snaps, it becomes a fourth round
0: pick. Apparently, they have told us the conditions, <laughs> um, and, and he took a pay cut. Yeah, by what what was it 3 million? I'm not sure. Like but and the Browns are paying what 10 million of his salary, I believe. I knew that was part of it that he
1: had to eat they had to eat a big chunk of his contract.
0: Yeah, the Browns are I think paying around 10 million somewhere in that neighborhood and I think Carolina is paying him around 5 million. Hmm. Because he I know that he took a pay cut. Carolina wanted him to take more of a pay cut, wouldn't do it, but anyway, they pulled the trigger. Um, so what that means is Carolina now has Baker Mayfield under contract, who they're only paying, like I said, five million or whatever. But for all intents and purposes, fifteen million, sixteen, whatever it is, and they have Sam Darnold under contract at I believe around nineteen million. <laughs> That's an expensive backup quarterback, or is it? I mean, what if what if Darnold beats him out?
1: Um. Baker, I think, will be the starter week one because they play the Browns, or just you think he's going to beat him out? Well, I mean, just they they saw what Darnold could do last year. Um, yeah, but did they? I mean, he got hurt and had bench for Cam Newton. True. Yeah. I mean, granted, their their O line at least on paper should be a little bit better. They got Robbie s- Anderson. Uh, and, I mean, we bitch about our O-line, and for good reason,
0: but theirs is even worse. And they have, uh, at least until he gets hurt, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Which, at this point, I believe is kind of a foregone conclusion because right. the man can't stay healthy as mm. as great as he is. Mm. As a uh, Keeper League fantasy owner of his, yeah. Yeah, that won't be happening this year. Probably a good move. Yeah. Or did I I don't even know if I did I have him? You had him last year. That's right. Yeah. He was my keeper and he sucked. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah, no. Yeah. He'll be a, in the draft pool. <clears throat> Speaking of which, we're going to have to get that going to here some, well, I guess we still have time. I usually don't mess with it until about training camp. Yeah. So. So yeah, Baker's gone. Um and now that leaves the Browns in the precarious position of waiting to see what is going to happen with uh, Deshaun Watson because there's still been no movement. When they first were going into the hearings, we were hearing that the NFL was pushing for a season, full season suspension. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where most people were saying six to eight games, which I think is absolutely preposterous. Right. Um, Not only comparing it to the wide receiver Ridley yeah Calvin Ridley who got suspended an entire year for for placing bets when he wasn't even playing according mm-hmm. to his reports and and then you can go all the way back to you know sounds homerish, but whatever uh Ben Ro- Roethlisberger when he had his issues he settled two cases and got what I think it was four games I think was it six reduced to four? I think so. Yeah. E- either way, sir, four games. Uh, and in, I believe the initial suspension was six games. So, I mean, just using common sense, like there's no way you can justify giving Sean Watson six to eight games. Yeah. In, in any fucking world, is that justifiable, given the fact that there are 24 Five? to 26, depending on who you ask, allegations and the reports of the... 66 plus women that he contacted for massages and the Houston Texans supposedly supplying him with NDAs, all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I got to imagine that they're going to come out with something soon. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think they want this hanging over the league when when training camp opens. I think they need to get it done and over with so that everybody can start to move on. but. Uh, and just out of fairness to the Browns, you kind of have to know what you're, what to prepare for. True, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing that blows my mind is the fact that he's only on the books for $1 million this year, which yeah. is insane. And oh, now we have them both in here. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, uh, I'm Deez, he's Dylan, and the background noise that you will undoubtedly hear or the two cats preparing for Smackdown it looks like hmm. but so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how that all plays out um I continue to anxiously await the season because ever more and more I think I just two days ago saw an article that was saying that uh, Pittsburgh is about to have their worst year in decades and I I just I don't I can't wait. I just I know you're on that side, but
1: no 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 I'm I don't think it, like I said the the over under is seven and a half games on Fanduel. I they'll get eight or nine. We'll see. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. But I just uh,
0: you're definitely gonna be wrong. Right. Um. Anything else NFL wise? Uh. No. I'm trying to think. It's July, so no. Yeah, it's July camp's coming up. Oh, the Raiders hired the first black woman team president. I mean, well, yeah. Good on them. Uh, da, 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 da. Trent Williams, the first offensive lineman, really, to be a 99? In men? Yeah.
1: That's, wow. can't believe that's taken that long.
0: Right. I mean, we've had some pretty goddamn good tackles and guards over the course of the, the years. but Right. Um. So, yeah, college football. Big news that we got. The Big Ten is expanding again. I don't. Why are they still called the Big Ten? I don't know. Because that's what they've been for. I know, but it's just stupid. Yeah. Um, well, hell, they haven't had 10 teams in, what, 25 time, years? Yeah. yeah. Well, since they changed the logo when they added, was it? Penn State. Yeah, Penn State. They changed the logo just enough that there was a little 11 hidden in the Big Ten logo. And. Now they have, what, 14?
1: Uh, the, okay, they were 11. Nebraska was 12. Rutgers, 13. Maryland, 14. So now they're at 16.
0: No, now they're at 14. They will be at 16, correct?
1: Well, yeah, with USC and yeah. UCLA, yeah.
0: Which, 2024, I believe? Yes. Two seasons? Yes. So, yeah, USC and UCLA, which is funny because uh, I don't, well, I can look at the draft here. You know, obviously, when we did that a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have that information. So you had, yeah, you had UCLA. I took USC. But I, what do you overall? What do you think of that decision? Um,
1: I, I'm I'm a college football fan, obviously, but I became a college football fan when Rich Rod was the head coach at Michigan. So I don't have this you know, that tradition isn't ingrained in me. So I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, It makes perfect sense for USC and UCLA to do it. Why would you stay in a conference where the two of you are responsible for generating almost all of the revenue? And then you have to split that revenue where now you can join the big 10 and they're currently negotiating their TV deal. And it was rumored that it was going to cut, come out to be 78 million per team per year. Big Ten or Big, Big Ten? Okay, yeah, not Pac-12. Um, and now you add the second bi- biggest TV market in the country, that's huge.
0: So, biz- I mean, it, it does. It makes perfect sense for business for Big Ten mm-hmm. a, as a entity to do that. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I don't think it makes a lot of good sense for USC. Yes, it does. Because they're gonna get about triple the T V money. Okay, I get okay. Yeah, when you break it down to the to the mighty dollar, yeah, you're right. But competition wise, I think that it's a decision that they may not like. Because they have tougher competition, is that what you're that point? and the travel. Right,
1: sure, but no one complains about that in the NFL. Well, true. But... And granted they're college kids, but I mean, your home games stay the same, yeah.
0: Right. And your road games, half, but now half the season, you're you're not going to Oregon and Washington, you know, which is just a couple hour flight or whatever. You're flying all the way across the country to Pennsylvania. Rutgers is going to be the tough one. Yeah, yeah. Rutgers, what they Jersey, Jersey. yeah, yeah. And the then, other, I, mean, I end guess, of the country. rest are mostly Midwest, Ohio, Michigan, stuff like that. But still, uh. It'll be interesting to see USC and and UCLA playing in a December game or late November game, you know, in one of those rough snowstorms against Michigan or Ohio State. Well, that would – I mean, it's November, but it's not – I guess their season's pretty much over in November, isn't it, for the most part. The the last week of November is the last week. It's not like they're going to be – The last week of the season is –
1: the last week of November, so yeah,
0: yeah. I guess I didn't really take that into account. I'm thinking in the NFL, you know, you got week seventeen is like, like
1: Christmas or
0: New Year's, New, or New Year's week or whatever. In college, is already like they're wrapping up bowl season. Yeah. So yeah, it won't be quite as bad as I initially thought. But and I'm sure they'll do it to where
1: it's not like you're gonna you can't possibly make USC play Michigan, Ohio State, whatever at noon. Or eleven o'clock our time, that's you can't do that. So that will now become you know a seven o'clock kickoff.
0: When when who when they go out west or
1: no when USC comes to or when the California teams come to the Midwest, you're gonna have to just
0: out of fairness and also. Do you think those Big Ten, like, do you think they'll do that every uh, single time? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and also it splits up your your game, your slate. How you know Big Ten typically plays eleven o'clock, three o'clock. There's the occasional night game. I think Michigan plays one night game this year, um, at least at the moment. That can just a couple of games that are TBD. They can change the time on, but yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. And again, yeah. you have those two schools. You kind of want to
0: make it somewhat fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, what happens to the big or the Pac-12? Do you think this is the death blow? This is it. Yeah, it's the the Pac-12 died last week. So now, what happened? What do you think is going to happen to the other schools? You know, Oregon's still a heavy hitter. Um, Oregon and Washington immediately
1: applied to enter the Big Ten, and they were told, "Hold on, we want to see what Notre Dame does." That's going to be the next one. Notre Dame's going to join the Big Ten, because why wouldn't you? Because um, MB- Notre Dame can make – I mean, they're going to make their money regardless. Again, that's not true. Their TV deal with NBC is like $20 million a year, where what I said with the Big Ten, they're negotiating like $80 million, and that was before they added USC, UCLA. And per, obviously- that's per school. That's per school, correct. So do you want $20 million, or do you want – I said eighty. It could be eighty-five
0: to ninety million dollars a year. Okay, so yeah. let's say Notre Dame does cave and joins the Big Ten. They'll have to. Yeah, go ahead. So now, what happens to those Pac-12 schools? Do you think they like pull in the whack, or I mean, granted, it's not a super conference or anything, but I, I could see a. I, I think I heard
1: reports that. The Big 12's kind of interested in pulling some of those schools, which kind of makes sense. They, I mean,
0: the most sense to me would be to merge the, yeah. the PAC and the Big 12's. Right. Because they, the Big 12 is losing Texas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma, which are their two biggest schools without question. Right. Um, they founded the conference. <laughs> yeah. And then now you have the, the PAC 12 losing their top two schools. Big 12 is getting in this
1: it's not comparable at all but they are adding Cincinnati, C- Cincinnati, UCF and I can't remember the third team. Um but it's another you know it's not a huge school. It's you know something at that major type. Yeah. So that'll probably be what happens. Some noise,
0: yeah, I mean Conference USA are, are they in football? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Say so, yeah, I know that they're actually kind of big in college basketball, and they're it's going to have to be something like that. We're starting well. We're seeing it the 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 super conferences and whether or not, uh, you know they talk about the what the, the power five, which is is dead. now the power four, but you're going to have to see I, arguably the power two and a half. <laughs> well, you got you know, the SEC, the Big Ten. ACC. ACC and even the ACC. That's was it. Big Twelve and Pac Twelve were they considered power Five? Yeah, they were. Yeah, were. Sorry. Yeah. So if you take the the Big Twelve and the Big or Pac Twelve and merge them, you still got some quality schools there. So I guess I mean I don't know if on a weekly basis, no, they're not going to compete with somebody like the SEC. But I no. think they can put out one or two schools that at least be in the discussion, whether it's, you know, Cincinnati or Oregon or Baylor or whatever.
1: It'd be pretty much, yeah, Oregon, Washington, Baylor some years, Oklahoma State some years. That's about it. it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: pretty much. So, yeah, we are uh, interesting times for college football because I think things are – over the course of the next few years, going to be drastically different, right?
1: Yeah, the ACC is going to die next because the only reason they haven't left is because part of their TV deal is that if they wanted to leave, they have to pay like a hundred million dollar penalty, which is why none of those schools have jumped yet.
0: I mean, but where does it stop? Like these conferences, what? What are they? Are, are is the SEC going to have twenty five fucking schools and? Yeah, probably.
1: The SEC and Big Ten will probably each have like 25 schools, and
0: yeah, that will be your college football playoff. Have like top four come out of play each other for then the conference championship. and
1: Yeah, I mean, you can do a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, there's a podcast I listen to called Bigger Ten, and it's just Big Ten news, and one of the, co- the co-hosts had a great idea of – adding Oregon, adding Washington, adding Stanford, and then doing four, five-team divisions in the conference, and then making – doing, like, a semifinal for the Big Ten title game, like one place four, two place three, and then you could rotate that between Indianapolis, Ford Field, um, SoFi, and I can't remember the other one they named – Maybe you could do Glen. Well, no, you wouldn't do Glendale because there an a team in Arizona. Some variation of that, and then make the Rose Bowl the Big Ten title game.
0: Yeah, that yeah. makes sense.
1: Because that does suck, I mean, that the Rose Bowl's going to kind of die with the... You can't let that die, you know what I mean? It's the granddaddy of them all, so I think this is how you do it.
0: Yeah, because you can't have... Cincinnati playing Oregon in the Rose Bowl or, you know, something weird like that. Cincinnati
1: playing Michigan or Cincinnati playing Ohio State or Cincinnati playing USC or, you know, some variation of that. And they've, you know, over the years, last 15 years or so, they've, you know, you've had at-large teams make it to the Rose Bowl. Like uh, the year before Texas won the national title with Vince Young, they beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl. TCU with Andy Dalton played in the Rose Bowl, so – It just kind of sucks it wouldn't be January first anymore, but
0: you yeah. know well it's gonna come <clears throat> we're gonna end up seeing the day when college football playoffs and n f l playoffs fall on the same weekend if they keep you know yeah but with, with all these expansions and conference playoffs now it's college teams are going to end up playing fifteen sixteen games it's, yeah which i mean money wise makes sense but right. right, and I think it would uh, it would condition the athletes a little better because that's always a knock on a you know these rookies coming in they, the rookie wall like yeah you know if you're on a really good team maybe you play 14 games and you see you know year after year in the NFL these rookies kind of fizzle out pickett said that on McAfee. which come, come week 13 14 because their season's supposed to be over but yeah you know they could have anywhere from 3 to 7 more games after it's all said and done depending on playoffs and all that stuff so right
1: and as far as tradition goes obviously that part sucks but the biggest problem with college football and I, I had a buddy I used to work with at AFNI who um he he liked the NFL but refused to watch college for two reasons one not enough defense that's fair and two not enough big games and that's also fair so
0: yeah but that's on the schools i mean
1: I know, but if you do what we think they're going to do, where you have two massive conferences, you'll probably have 10 conference games, and then may- the other two, I would probably just schedule the other big conference. Yeah, I mean, mm.
0: going to have to do what he Not did. a
1: scratch and post, fuck. Oh.
0: <clears throat> yeah, you're the one that wanted to bring him in here. I wanted to bring one in, not that white one. Uh, he's still small enough that he can get under the door. Uh, That's how he. Oh got Jesus! In here. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he's like part fucking gerbil. Because I was going to say ferret, but same thing. Yeah, he just fucking contorts his body and wow claws his way underneath. I wonder why there? There's a towel under the door. So anyway, yeah. no, it's um, gone now. So
1: another. I didn't think of this initially until Rich Eisen brought it up. USC and UCLA, you better start selling out your stadiums. Because if you don't, if you're a Michigan fan, Ohio State fan, Wisconsin fan, Illinois fan, Nebraska, and you see your teams playing one of those teams on the road in November, that's a built-in vacation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, what, what's the deal with that? What, what are we talking about? The Michigan game.
1: Oh. Well, I mean, I I thought about, since I got paid yesterday, just buying the tickets and then telling you, my brother, and your brother in a group chat. One of you fuckers is going, decided amongst yourselves, but so. But you didn't? I did not, no. No. so. Do you want to see Michigan play UConn on September 17th, or do you want to see Michigan play Illinois? I don't want to see Michigan play at all, but. Or do you want to see Michigan play Illinois November
0: 19th? Well, weather-wise, I'm choosing September. I was kind of leaning towards that, too. Yeah. But I, the main thing is, is, what is Pittsburgh doing that particular weekend? I've
1: thought of both, yeah.
0: Because you already told me about the November game. We have a Sunday nighter, which would be fine. I And I looked it up. It's a five-and-a-half-hour drive from here to Ann Arbor. Right. Um, Pittsburgh's Week 2 opponent is a home opener. It's a noon.
1: The, the game's a noon game, though. Yeah, that's the, bad. The Michigan, no, the Michigan yukon game is noon. That's what I'm saying. That would be bad. We get out, well, I guess. Get out of there, drive back, and then we'll be home at like midnight or whatever. I'd probably do that. Okay. All right. I'll buy him. Did I show you where the tickets were on that? This is great podcast content. See,
0: well, it looked like End Zone.
1: End Zone, yeah. Um, Let me see.
0: Lower End Zone looked like.
1: Row 24. Yeah. So, figured out.
0: Yeah, I would go. I'll have to get on Amazon and buy me some Yukon gear. Piece of shit.
1: <laughs> you can get your ass whipped by 100,000 people? Oh, by the way, I don't know if you know the words already. You'll also have to learn the words to Mr. Brightside.
0: Yeah, no. What do you mean, no? No, I don't know the words, and no, I don't have to learn them. All right, fine. I'm going as an independent observer.
1: Okay. You Maybe to... I
0: should wear a Muck Fish Again shirt. All right. You want to sing along with
1: 100,000 people? To no. an absolute heater of a song?
0: That's not a, that song's not that
1: good. That song's great. Yeah. No, it's really not. I was thinking it's about okay. I was thinking about it. I'm like okay, which one of my favorite football teams has the better theme song, and it's close. No, it isn't. It's not close. I might lean towards Mr. Brightside. I got to be honest with you. Get out. I yeah, I think I would slightly.
0: You are out of your fucking mind. No chance. In this or any other fucking earth Is Mr. Brightside A better song than fucking Renegade It's objective No it's not Not even No
1: That song's a heater
0: no. <laughs> what gets you more fucking pumped? That or It's close. The no, it's not. Because this like you got the slow build. Now yep. so far from my home. <laughs> Oh, mama, I mean,
1: good
0: thing we're not on YouTube. We'll get copyright claimed in a hurry, right? But like, I will—I tell you what—I will reserve just a tiny ounce of judgment. See, that just kicks you in the fucking balls, and you're you're ready to go. But I will reserve just a tiny ounce of judgment if and when we go. Mm-hmm. To see it in, in person. Yeah. Because I've experienced the other. When they fucking play Renegade. Oh, in, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. In Don't Heinz go, yeah. Field. I'm not knocking that at all.
1: It's, it's great.
0: Yeah. There's n- all the sporting events that I've been to in different cities or whatever. There is no more just... Heart throbbing, like (laughs) Mr. Brightside. That tradition did start last year, by the way, on accident. You want to run through a fucking brick wall when you're watching that video, and 65,000 people are screaming their fucking heads off, twirling the towels. There's no comparison, Mr. Brightside. Get the fuck out of here. You You said last year? Yeah. It started wow. as an
1: accident. They played the song and then they just cut it off and then the student section started singing the rest of the
0: song. And they're like, Oh, that was pretty cool. And then they just kept doing it. To be fair, that's kind of how Renegade started back uh, here's a pop quiz for you. Mm-hmm. How long do you think Renegade's been a thing? Um Have you watched the documentary? I guess it should be Yeah, there. I did. Okay. <laughs> so was it know, like oh four or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah, it was it was the Tommy years. Yeah. Um, the year that we had the comeback against Cleveland in the playoffs. But yeah, to me, that's as far as in the NFL, you know, Don't i get me wrong. I'm, I'm,
1: I cannot wait to do that. That's going to be fucking awesome. My nipples will be hard. I will start leaking, but I'm also very excited to seeing Mr. Brightside with a hundred thousand people. That's going to be dope. Cool. Well, we'll see. Okay. I watched, this is very off topic. Uh, well, not really. Um, I found a fan-made, like, documentary. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, someone made of the Michigan, like, football season have, like, 2% chance to win their division. And when they get to the Ohio State game, they start, pl- like, showing all the pundits, saying no chance of hell they're going to win. And then you start... That's when Mr. Brightside starts playing on... Yeah, that, I got super hyped for it. And, yeah,
0: it was pretty dope. Fair enough. Anyway. The, the thing with Renegade, it's... Kind of caught a fucking, I wouldn't say mind of its own, but it it really grew in the 2008 season Mm -hmm. because that was the season like Renegade's powers were unbelievable. Mm -hmm. There were like four or five different games where they played Renegade and literally within the next three to four plays, we would get either a huge stop or usually a turnover mm. and the most famous of all there's two actually that come to mind one is more famous than the other simply because of when it happened but the, the the first one was they played dallas mm-hmm. and there's i can pull it up right now there's a youtube video where they play renegade and the place goes nuts we're down it's not looking good mm. and two plays after renegade to shay townsend picks it off and returns it and and we that was the difference in the game, mm. but the the biggest one by far and away was the the AFC Championship game. I knew mean, that's what you are going to say yeah. when Troy Polamalu had his pick six. Mm-hmm. What you know, unless you watch the game, you don't know that Renegade was literally played two plays before that. Yeah, and it, so like that was when you know it was starting to gain popularity. But that season, it just literally took a mind of its own and. I remember a couple of years after that we were watching a Steeler game and Dan Dierdorf was on the call
1: and he was he apparently didn't do his research because he was very confused because like they came back from commercial and it's like yeah I don't know what happened they just played a video package and these people started losing their minds yeah yeah that's
0: uh, that that's kind of the fun thing is when we're watching TV at home mm-hmm. you know now in in the days of Twitter I always know when it's played because they literally the the Steelers tweet you know, renegade time. But even if you weren't following Twitter and you knew that they did the renegade thing, you can always tell when it is because a, they only ever play it in the, maybe the late third quarter, depending on the game. Usually it's the fourth quarter and it's always in a situation where we need to stop. Yeah. Break glass in case of
1: renegade. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They'll come back from fucking commercial and literally they kick off and then they go to commercial. And then when they come back from commercial, the fucking place is losing their shit. Yeah. So you can always tell that, that Renegade just I remember
1: a few years ago, I think you were in Florida, so you are watching the game at a bar. And I don't know how I knew, but you didn't. But, yeah, they played Renegade and immediately got a turnover, and I texted you, Renegade
0: strikes again. Yeah, like, that you know. was, uh, let's see, if I was in Florida against Oakland. Oh, okay. I remember because I was sitting uh, – at a, what the, what's the place called? It's a wing place. A wing stop. No, not a wing <laughs> stop. Um, basically, what it's the, so Hooters originated in mm-hmm. Tampa. The original mm-hmm. one's still there, I've been there. But they're, when the, one of the original founders got no fight with the others, so they broke off and he started his own restaurant. Mm-hmm. Same everything. I mean, same decor, same style colors the, the only yeah. di- not colors mm. the, it's red and white mm. instead of you know the, the orange and white but every i mean you walk into a place you think you're in hooters but it's mm. not it's just slightly different but anyway that's where we were sitting when and i remembered mm. uh it was the oakland raiders that we were watching play because one of the guys that was with a friend of mine was a raider fan but anyway yeah. uh but yeah Back to the original point of the story, Renegade is a thousand times more powerful no, than not. fucking Mr. Brightside. Well,
1: they play Mr. Brightside as a celebration. They play it when the game's over, pretty much. Like the Big Ten title game, when they're up like three touchdowns or whatever, they came back from commercial, and I just hear jealousy turn. I'm like, ah, oh, they played Mr. Brightside. So,
0: anyway. Yeah, see, it's powerless. They, you know, that's the dessert. Renegade is the fucking is the appetizer <laughs> sure. the, you know Clinton getting the licking your chops and mm. the, gets everybody pumped up. Okay, I'll send you the lyrics. That um, have, it'll be left on unread. I promise you that.
1: You want to get into the
0: one part- second? Speaking of Steelers, okay. Did um, and this is what brings it up. So, uh, did you see? The defensive lineman that these guys ranked? No. They had Cam Hayward fifth. Aaron Donald, Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa's not a defensive lineman.
1: Yeah, he is. No, interior defensive lineman. Oh, interior. Okay, so
0: Aaron Donald. Okay, that's it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) That's what... Yeah. yeah. And that's why Cam is pissed. Like... Mm -hmm. He already had a chip on his shoulder and like, I don't remember. Oh, Ramon Foster. He was on his podcast. Mm. He's like, I'm going to show these motherfuckers uh. this year. Cause he, he, Cam Hayward says, look, it's Aaron and Cam and then everybody else. Mm. And if you look at the stats, yeah, there's nobody even close to what Aaron and Cam have done in these last three years. And so that, that's why I feel so good about this season is because I think they're all going to have that that cam Hayward chip on their shoulder because everybody is disrespecting him. Especially Trubisky too. Oh. yeah. I, you know, I loved, I, I liked the Kenny Pickett on, on Pat. Yeah. I liked what he said and everything. And I, I still hope he never sees the field because mm. I think Mitchell Trubisky could be a really good quarterback with the weapons and not having Nagy as his coach. But yeah. we'll see. Uh, Hard to believe that they would draft a quarterback in the first round to not ever play him, but, I mean, the goal for me, if I'm Mike Tomlin, is, is I don't want him to play because I want, you know, Trubisky to just fucking light it up. Right. So Anyway, uh, NBA free agency kicked off. Still a lot of, uh, like, Kevin Durant now wants out. Kyrie. Kyrie opted in, but it's pretty clear that he wants out. Uh, a lot of rumors with the Lakers, but all uh, all signs are pointing that they want ridiculous trade packages. Mm. Bulls got a little bit better. They got Andre Drummond, mm. and they did resign Zach Levine, and I believe they were they just oh they got the uh, uh, point guard Dragic Dragic. Mm. So Bulls might actually uh, if they can stay healthy make a little noise, but they did
1: last year until
0: they got yeah, and injuries. The injury in, just right. decimated them. They had. At one point, I think Levine, Lonzo Ball, and Vucevic were all out, and as as good as uh, Demar Derozan was playing, they just not enough. Yeah, yeah too many, too many obstacles to overcome with injuries. So that's the main thing is they they got to stay healthy if they're going to make some noise. But Brooklyn looks like uh, they're dead. Like yeah, you know Durant wants out, and rumor has it the Bulls are interested, but I don't know what kind of package that they could. You know. Yeah. But it would be nice to see DeMar DeRozan and, and KD, Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball. And I don't care. Probably if. have to give up one of those guys. More than likely. Uh, probably won't be Levine because they just signed him that big deal. But uh, I, I'll get rid of Lonzo Ball, Patty Williams, whatever. So, anyway, what else you got? Around, um, what were you wanting to get into before I. Uh, Vince McMahon? Okay. So, yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Obviously, Vince was in a lot of trouble, or at least they said he was, and then he came on TV and acted like nothing, you know. Like, he's appeared on TV since these allegations more than he had, like, the previous year. Yeah. Did you see the Cena thing? I I didn't see it. I heard about it. It was kind of cool. Like, they missed him. Like, you know what a typical Cena reaction is? Mm -hmm. Like, the kids are all cheering everybody else. Cena sucks, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. They actually, like, paid him his respect. Like, everybody was popping for it. Well, they don't have any other stars, so... Right. And I'm still of the mindset that they need to put the belt on Cena one more time. To break the record? Yes. As great as Ric Flair was, Cena deserves... As long as he fucking carried that flag for that company, whether character you, as well, yeah, I think that's a factor. Yeah, exactly. And and what he does behind the scenes with the make wishes and all that stuff, like he, and this is coming from somebody that like worships, worshipped, still. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still a Hulkamaniac. I, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he deserves to be the guy that that breaks Ric Flair's record. I don't know how they would do it. What what path they could take to do it or whatever, but I would like to see that happen before because I think they they kind of whisked him away a little early, in my opinion. Like who are we talking about? Cena. Cena. I think the last like year year and a half of his time there, mm. they really kind of shit on him as they were trying to build up Roman. Just my opinion. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I just
1: I think he kind of knew that his the end of the road was done, so it was time to put some people over.
0: So. Yeah. Well, they should put him over one more time. Mm.
1: No, they should turn him heel. That's what you do.
0: You want to make Roman a good guy? Double turn. See, but I don't, I don't think they can make Roman a good guy. I I just. Yeah. I I don't. How do you come back from this? I mean, I, well fuck uh, they did it with Brock, so I guess they could do it. I just don't think Roman is built to be a face. Like, mm. you know, how some people just sure have that knack to to play the asshole or whatever right. and and I just I think Roman is one of those guys and and we've seen it, you know, they've tried turning guys heel and face and not everybody can do both. Yeah. Some can, some can't, but that yeah, I could see that backfiring. They turn Cena heel and then they love him even more. Like, yeah, yeah this is different. Like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna take Roman Roman face, I I don't think it can be in a program against somebody like that. I just I, yeah. I you know not somebody like who just went full on I mean, Cena was a face for most of his time. He started as a heel, but he was almost like DX or NWO. He mm-hmm. was like the cool bad guy yeah. to the point where people got on his side and and it just it didn't work out. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, back to Vince in just one second. And okay. So anyway, back to Vince McMahon. Um, there was the reports about the hush money paid to the uh, quote-unquote legal intern, whatever. Paralegal. Paralegal, yeah. yeah and what, $3 million or whatever, and now they launched this big investigation. Well, it, since we last talked about it, more has come out. Um, you've watched more of it. I'll let you kind of...
1: Yeah, the Wall Street Journal came out with a report yesterday that in total, Vince McMahon has paid $12 million in hush money for sexual misconduct, and that includes the $3 million. Um, the biggest story is that there was a former... WWE superstar in 2005 that got paid $7.5 million because allegedly he coerced her and forced her to uh, give him a blow job. And um, on top of that, I think there was another uh, case for like a million
0: dollars and... So this is getting bad. This is getting really, really bad. Yeah, and it's not. Apparently, it's not just Vince. It's John Laurinaitis and a yeah. couple others that they named, uh, who are no longer with the company. This, I don't think he can survive, because I mean, at least the
1: first one, it's like, okay, that's shady, but hey, consenting adults. Okay, I mean, you can kind of brush that away, but the report of. You forced an employee to give you a blowjob and then paid seven point five million dollars to keep quiet about it,
0: and for all intents and purposes, fired. Yeah, because she wasn't offered a uh, a contract or whatever in two thousand five when her deal was up, or maybe uh, fuck, I don't know. Maybe she didn't want one, but I'm trying to figure out who it is. I don't want to.
1: That's why you kept saying that before we. Started. Why? Because it's none of my business. It's really, really
0: not. Well, you know, it's gonna eventually come out. So. So we might as well speculate on who it was.
1: I don't want to. You can I won't.
0: I mean, at least I don't want to picture her blowing 76-year-old Vince McMahon, but 15 years ago, Vince didn't look quite, you know, as plastic as he does now, so. Oh, you're going
1: to use this for spank bank material? No, I'm just, you know. Yeah.
0: I thought maybe it was Stacy Keebler, but she doesn't fit into that timeline because she worked... After 2005. Yeah. But they're, you know, obviously it wouldn't have been Lita, wouldn't have been Trish, wouldn't have been Mickey, wouldn't have been Tori, Tory, wouldn't have been um, Molly Holly. Was she in longer than that? Oh, yeah. Well, she's come back, though, is my point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's getting pretty thick. And, and Vince continues to, well, I guess... The big thing is, will we see him on TV now? Or at what point does. i got to imagine at some point the
1: board's got to step in and be like, okay, you got to go away, like completely. Yeah. At least for a little bit. You know, you can't still book the show and appear on the show every once in a while. And it turns out something else that came from this. Um, turns out you were right. His appearance wasn't a goodbye, it was a fuck you because. After he made that appearance, he literally came back to Gorilla, which is where, you know. The
0: position right behind the curtain. Yeah.
1: And said, fuck him.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind that when yeah. when he came out there, that that was what he was basically saying was, I'm not going anywhere. This is, you know, I, I don't care what you do. This is my company, blah, blah, blah. And, and <clears throat> he said that without saying it, just in in his attitude and the fact that he. I believe, I mean, there's only been, what, a handful of shows, but he's appeared on most of them since in one way or another, even if it's just for a fleeting moment. Like, he come out, you know, did the scene a thing, and, you know, so. But, yeah, it's uh, definitely the end of an era. It feels like, you know, see what, what the hell's going to happen. But Yeah. What else? Um, Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah, yeah. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. I did watch it mm-hmm. after you told me you watched it, and you said you liked it.
1: I really liked it. I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I really liked it.
0: Did you see Beavis and Butthead do America? I did. It was the same movie, pretty much. Yeah, just arranged differently. Yeah, that was my first thought. I was like, this is literally the same movie, just slightly different. Yeah, they're on a quest. It's a kind of a road trip In, movie. instead of a instead of a road trip across the country to get some poon, they travel through space <laughs> and time <laughs> to to get some ass and I mean it was for what it was, it was entertaining. It was far better than their piss poor attempted comeback. I don't even know what five years ago, oh, however long, long it was now, like ten because <clears throat> those shows were were horrible, but I mean yeah it was it was entertaining mildly at least. I got to admit,
1: too, the last couple of nights I've been to my, to just have something on the TV in the background. I turned on old Beavis and Butthead episodes. I think only season four of the old series is on Paramount. And um, I watched all of them, and I got to be honest, pretty rough. And I think part of it is the fact that they had to probably cut most of the episodes for, like, copyright and uh, stuff like that. Yeah,
0: and... and, and- they, when they got into trouble for the whole fire episode, the fire episode, yeah, elaborate. They, I don't know, what you're Beavis about. set something on fire, and some kid did the same thing. And uh, oh, it's Beavis and Bunny, it's fault, blah blah blah. And so, they really scaled back what they were would do on the show, no. and, and I mean, that ultimately led to their demise, so you know. That's basically what happened. Hold on. Okay, try that again. Sorry, I've been interrupted by phone calls. <clears throat> anyway, um, what were we even talking about? Beavis and Mudhead. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was entertaining, but it just it, it was a remake of, of Do America. They put... My favorite scene in the whole
1: movie is when they go to college and they learn about white privilege. Yeah, yeah, that Whoa, was... Oh, we have white privilege. <laughs> and then you see him in, like, the cafeteria, cutting everyone in line. Sorry, we have white privilege. Yeah, yeah it's okay. You didn't know. We didn't know either. That, <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Yeah,
0: it definitely... I mean, it was, like I said, far better than anything they put out in the, their return episodes or whatever. And it was updated to kind of, you know, fit the mold of, of 2022. So um, like I said, I, I didn't hate it. Uh, yeah, I mean... the It was a Beavis and Butthead movie. Like, I'm not expecting... Well, yeah, high you know, art, of yeah.
1: course. Um, The scene, too, when... They, they set the fi- science fair on fire, and then the judge goes, "Oh, you know what? We're gonna send you to space camp." And then they see a machine to what dock something into yeah. a port, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, "Whoa!" And it's you know it's a phallic going into an opening. Yeah. So they start playing with it and just start doing it for hours and hours and hours. And how would you like to do that with me? <gasps> Really? It's like, yeah, in space.
0: Whoa. We're for real. Score. So like, how
1: would you like to do that for real with me?
0: Yeah. yeah. So they think the
1: scene get... where they take the arm, start spanking the dock. That was fucking <laughs> hilarious. So I you know, I it's not yeah. high art, but you know, it's funny and Yeah. I liked it. Um something else I watched on Paramount Plus. Um you've definitely seen ads for it. What's it called? Jerry
0: and Marge Go Large.
1: Yeah, that the, looks
0: mildly entertaining. Yeah,
1: I mean it's Brian Cranston, I can't remember his wife in the movie. Um somebody famous. Yeah I, don't I know can't her
0: remember name. her name either, but yeah.
1: Uh, based on a true story, they find Is, is it a net binning? I, I believe yes, is yes it, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um they find a loophole with
0: the lottery and they start exploiting it and You saw it. did you watch you watched the whole thing? Yeah. The, okay. I haven't seen it yet, but I I'm interested in it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a Kind of predictable,
0: but it's just a fun, feel-good movie. They so. fig- don't. They figure out a way to make losing lottery tickets. No, they. Yeah.
1: Um, there's something I guess the lottery did at the time called a, a rollback, where if no one won the the jackpot, the jackpot would go to whoever got the the next prize. And he's like a math genius or whatever, and he <laughs> figures out that if you buy a certain number of tickets, you're guaranteed to get a profit, even with the losing tickets. So he starts doing it in Michigan because that's where he lives, and then Michigan ends the program, but Massachusetts still has it, so they drive every week to Massachusetts to do this. And he obviously has money for himself, but he also uses it. He creates a company. I don't want to spoil the whole movie. But basically, it's a very fun, feel-good movie. And Is
0: it based on a true story?
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, like I said, nothing... (coughs) Mind blowing that high art or anything, but it's a very fun,
0: feel good movie. It's so. funny because along the same lines, I was bored yesterday while I was sitting down to eat and I got on Netflix and I found a documentary about The Price is Right. Have you seen this? I've Have seen, seen a al- Have you heard about this? I, I, I've heard of that. I didn't see it. What a great audience. Um, Jimmy Wallmer. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this guy was, for whatever reason, became a huge Price is Right fan. Mm hmm. To the and and he started noticing that the same prizes would be on it on like mm-hmm. a rotation, so he started writing the prices down mm-hmm. to the point where he could literally predict everything to the dollar. Oh wow! And if something new, he he built a spreadsheet. He he wrote his own computer game to quiz himself. And him and his friend would they went to like over the his, his life. I think he went to thirty plus tapings mm. and. He he would help people like you could literally they're they're showing clips and you could hear him in the audience shouting out fourteen fifty four like just random numbers uh-huh. and it would be that to the point where Bob Barker even acknowledges him at one point there's this hot blonde that gets on there and and Bob points him out because his name's Ted but Theodore or whatever is what he's got on uh-huh. he's like you, did you listen to Theodore she's like yeah she's like, I'm taking him to dinner or whatever and uh-huh. so then. He finally, like, the producers, like, they know, mm-hmm. and they decide who gets picked. Well, they finally decide to, to get him up there because, lo and behold, he, he nails it and gets on. And But the the game, he ends up doing the punch game, so I think he only won, like, $1,000 and a couple small prizes. And then the wheel, he only spun, like, 60 cents, so he didn't mm. make it to the showcase. Yeah. So they had a rule that you could only uh, be on... Once in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Well, then, but he would still he would still went to a couple tapings, helped us black lady win a few things or whatever. So they <clears throat> they change producers after Bob retires, mm-hmm. and Drew Carey gets on, and he decides good to go ahead and go. All the while, he still keeps up with the pricing, and he ends up meeting this guy like in the the line, mm-hmm. and ends up sitting, like, two two people away from him or whatever, and the guy, like, they were talking about how... Before that happened, I'm sorry, there was a college kid that he actually helped him win two cars, like, had the price down literally to the dollar. Wow. Helped, helped him win two fucking cars and a vacation, a computer, and it was funny because in the documentary, the kid's like... Uh, or he's like, just, you know, email me sometime. And the kid goes how am I, I going to email you? And Ted's like, dude, you just want a computer. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, fast forward to whenever it was the nineties or early 2000, right after drew took over and this guy gets on there same kind of way. Like, and you can hear the guy in the background shouting out prices mm-hmm. or the, or a woman, which is the guy's wife. Well, what ends up happening is he goes all the way to the showcase and you see him. They show him looking out to the crowd, and he gives his his price, which is like fourteen thousand seven hundred and forty three dollars. Is his showcase bid? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Yes, you know. I'm familiar so, with the program. Okay, I have been sick from school. Yes, yeah. So really odd for people to yeah. bid a specific number like that. Well, it turns out the other woman had like several trips or whatever, and she was only four hundred and eighteen dollars off. Oh. Uh, And the other guy hit it on the nose to the point where like they stopped taping the show for like 15 minutes to figure out what the hell they were going to do. They thought maybe somebody was cheating because the producer that they had just fired the year before and turns out they, they see this guy Ted in the audience Mm -hmm. and uh, there was a big scandal about it. But anyway, he hits it on the nose and wins both showcases and it almost ended the show. Like Drew Carey was doing a interview with Kevin Pollack on his podcast, like and Drew Carey was like, I thought my career was over. I thought it was gonna be a big scandal and hmm. and meanwhile this guy, Terry Neese is his name. And I don't know if you remember the story. It was a big deal when it happened that he nailed the And the whole time he's claiming that, no, I did my research, whatever. Meanwhile, the whole time it was actually this guy, Ted, who has Mm. been doing this for 35 years. And the documentary was like his chance to tell the story that this guy's a fucking liar. And the only reason he's famous is because he got the number from me. Oh, wow. Uh, But it was an interesting documentary. But anyway, that was a long road away. Um, What was the other thing I watched? Oh, uh, did you watch the South Park special yet? No, I have not. The streaming oh, okay. one? No, I have not. I'm not sure I watched the first one. With the first special what? or the f- part one of the streaming wars? Yeah, part one of the streaming wars. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah.
1: part two isn't out yet. Of what is that the one that just came out was part one? Uh, well, it's been out for a while. Part two comes out I think this week. Okay, then no, I have not. Yeah. It's not yeah. bad. Is it? Yeah. it's. When did part one come out? I don't know, a few months ago, something like okay. that. But it's kind of funny how streaming wars, but it's about water rights, like, n- n- you know, snow melting, and it comes down the mountain, and that's kind of the crux of it, but it's very thinly veiled of bitching about, there's too many streaming services. This is ridiculous. And yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, well,
0: unfortunately, that's the way we're going. Yeah. Um, oh, Nick Cage. Oh. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yes. I watched that. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was entertaining. I mean, it uh, it was a a better version of the one of the JCVD movie. John claude Van Damme. Oh, I've never seen it. He that. made a very similar movie where he played himself who gets wrapped up in an actual like action-adventure type thing. Um, but this one, yeah, Nick Cage gets paid by this guy a million dollars. He's down on his luck. He didn't get a big part that he wanted. Uh, gets paid a million dollars to basically go do a birthday party, and it turns into this international gun smuggling thing where he kind of channels a couple of his old characters. And uh, Pedro Pascal is fucking awesome. Yeah, in it. he's hilarious. Yeah. Um,
1: I can't run that fast. Not according to the DVD featurette.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Damn yeah, it. It was, it was really good. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a revival for Nick Cage or whatever, but it was a very entertaining movie, I thought.
1: Yeah, I was bummed. It didn't do as well as the, the box office that I hoped it would. I, I think that same week, that same weekend, there was three movies I wanted to see. That, I invited your brother out. I said, you have three options. We can either see that, The Northman, which I that's on Peacock. I still have to fucking watch that. And um, everything, everywhere, all at once, which I still haven't seen either. I th- I don't think that's it's available to rent, but I haven't. Uh, it's not on like a free streaming service yet. But and all three bombed, and I was very heartbroken and losing my faith in Hollywood because they're all three supposed to be great. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I liked it. Although um, I take that back. Everything, everywhere, all at once had a longer theatrical run, so it did very well. But that particular weekend, I can't remember what I got killed by. But
0: right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I liked it. Yeah, uh, I also went ahead and and binged the rest of the Righteous Gemstones, mm. and and it's good. Yeah, uh, I I really enjoy it. If you like uh, Danny McBride at all, uh, it's very entertaining. Walter Goggins is fucking hilarious as Baby Billy. Yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin makes an appearance. Yeah, uh, John Goodman is really good. Adam Devine. Adam, yeah, Adam Devine. I, I is he gay? I can't.
1: Looks the, like he's gay. In the show? Yeah. Of course not, because that would upset Jesus. He's not gay.
0: Okay, well. That might be a twist for season three. Yeah, uh, I think it eventually is yeah. going to be, because he's got a lot to do with dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Muscle guys, specifically.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. The sister, who, again, her yeah. name I still don't know. Her real name,
0: or? Yeah. Edie something. Yeah. She's fucking great. Yeah. Um, We talked- stu- I, i'm gonna shave my
1: pussy <laughs> i already did yeah um i know i talked to you about it that again another date danny mcbride hbo show and walter goggins as well the show vice principals uh, it was only two seasons i kind of struggled through it but again she's a highlight that same actress is in both shows she was really funny so yeah i know i don't
0: recall seeing her in anything but she's yeah she's really good in that show yeah um,
1: acts like a total
0: slut, and she's a virgin. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very entertaining, especially for a cynic like me. The whole you know, atheist, blah blah blah. But uh, it because they're TV there's, ev- there's evangelists. A, yeah, there's, there's a you know. lot of of truth behind what you see with the you know, those are some of the most corrupt people on, on the planet, right? And uh, it's it's very entertaining, and it's a funny look at that lifestyle yeah so highly recommend it yeah um God, I thought I watched something else
1: what was it um not, maybe not I, I've kind of slowed down a lot on watching yeah. stuff I, I'm keep saying I'm gonna start succession but haven't done it yet
0: I might do that this week clerks three dropped their trailer yes and both of us we've been Kevin Smith fans for a very long time mm-hmm. uh, he's got I don't know that I would put them top 10, but. I'm sorry, we didn't say top 10 directors. No, 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 no. Movies like my personal favorites. Oh, okay. I don't know that I would put them in the top 10, but they're definitely movies that I watch if I see them on. Chasing Amy's Chasing, is in my top 10. Chasing Amy's great. Dogma is fantastic. Um, uh, clerks. The original Clerks, for being a low budget, what it was. Um, but then he's also put out some stinkers. One thing, and he'll even tell you is, he thrives on dialogue. Mm -hmm. Like that, the story or the acting may not be awesome, but the dialogue between the characters, as crude as it might get, is still usually pretty fascinating. Yeah, which is why if you've ever watched a Kevin Smith stand-up special, which is basically him just getting on stage and telling stories, um, like you can tell he like he's a great storyteller. Yeah, his His um... stories aren't always great on film, but like. I could sit there and listen to Kevin Smith talk for hours. Like, a perfect example of that. This
1: is 15 years ago. He did a short film called "The Flying Car," where it's Randall and Dante stuck in traffic, and Randall says, "Hey, what would you give up for the flying car?" He goes, "What do you mean?" It's like, "Well, let's say some German scientist invented the flying car, and he's going to sell you the rights." He goes, "What's the catch?" He goes, "Oh, no catch." And it's like, "Okay, well," he goes, "I have to know what the catch is." Well, there's. Just, you have to agree first. It goes, fine, I'll do it. It's like, okay, you have to cut off a foot. Then what? And it's like 10 minutes of them going back and forth. Did you ever see this? Uh-uh. We're going to watch this afterwards because it's fucking hilarious. It's just... Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm pressed it, for time. But. Okay. Just 10 minutes of those guys <laughs> talking about the flying car, and it's great. Yeah. So, so what did you think of the trailer? Basically, it kind of... It's kind of Clerks, basically, telling the story of how Clerks... Not how
0: Clerks was made, but... In a way, like, yeah... The gist of it is, and this is not a spoiler because you see it in the trailer, Randall has a heart attack because these guys are, like, got to be mid to late 40s at this point. Mm. Still working at the fast stop. Or quick stop, sorry. Uh, Because they own it now. Yeah, Randall has a heart attack and he has this life epiphany that he's going to make a movie. So, obviously, Kevin's going to tie in a lot of what, you know, his struggles of making the first Clerks. And Jay and Silent Bob are back, obviously, so... I mean, I, I'm going to see it. The, the trailer, nothing in the trailer made me, like, think no. this is going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be a run-of-the-mill, view-askew universe type movie with some crude humor. And yeah. Jay's going to be funny. And Bob will have one
1: line. and. Yeah, one thing that kind of immediately jumped out to me is I remember, did you ever read his book? Did I let you borrow that to read it? Tough, tough shit. It's sort of an autobiography. <sighs>
0: I think so. Okay. But
1: I don't. Well, one of the things he talks about is how during his career, you know, he always wanted to do new things. And then when he made Zach and Mary make a porno, he's like, "Wait, I basically told a story about two people making a low budget movie. I'm basically chasing my own tail now." Yeah. And that's kind of what Clerks Three looks like. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent agree. Um. Also, did you ever watch, Jalen and Silent Bob reboot? Yeah. Not
0: great, right? No, I mean, again, it was kind of falls in line with with all of them. Is it had its moments, like Jay and Bob Strike Back or whatever, had its moments. Yeah. None of them are ever going to be like you know, phenomenal or whatever. They're good for a watch or two, but you know, he'll never repeat the success that he had with Chase and Amy yeah. and, and Reboot. Clarkson. Though I I thought was just
1: not good. I mean, the, there's the Ben Affleck scene where he he's the Holden character talking yeah. about becoming a father and everything. I'm like, that was a sweet moment, but not a lot of funny moments. No, like, it I, was
0: it was by and large a failure. Like I said, it had a few moments here and there, but, I mean, it's to the point now where I'm such a fan of Kevin Smith, the man, that I'm still going to watch it, you know what yeah,
1: I mean? Yeah, I'm kind of there, too. There There's going to be one showing at the Warenberg, I think. I saw the date. I looked it up, but we might have to go to that, but
0: yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. Uh, what else before we wrap this up? Uh, oh, one one last thing we were talking about the streaming thing. Did you see that Roger Goodell basically acknowledged that while they don't know which the Sunday ticket is basically going to a streaming service, whether it's Apple or Amazon or whoever's. Yeah. I, what do you think about it? Oh, for one, it's, it's will be the death of direct TV. Correct. Um, it's already limping that losing Sunday ticket in my opinion will be the the bullet to the brain like it's yeah i, I figured direct t v might have five years left before they go completely under and and most cable companies for that matter will probably go under as well yeah. with the exception of you know internet service right um
1: well I already I think th- didn't they say on McAfee that like he's already um direct already like they're not renewed they're like satellite rights or something like that so yeah that's that's snowboy now um i had heard and i don't know if this a rumor or not that or if it's true it is a rumor that apple or prime one of the things they're considering doing is allowing team packages
0: or division packages i i can't believe that that hasn't happened yet yeah you know that's the biggest drawback to direct tv or the sunday ticket is you no, know, even at when they give you a deal or whatever, two hundred bucks for a, you get every game. I don't want every game. I want every Steeler game. That's it. Right. You know, you give me a team package, or even just individual game. Because I mean, yeah, what? Like, I gotta think they would make more money that way. I, and maybe not. I don't know the the math of it, but I I would just think that if you, because I would be more willing to pay. Because look, as a Steeler fan, even in Illinois. We still get five to to eight games on TV, whether it's Mm -hmm. a primetime game or just a game of the week, because the the networks and the affiliates know Steelers equal ratings. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, there are Steeler fans everywhere. So it doesn't matter what region you're in, you put a Steeler game on, typically it's going to do well. So I get that. But on those, you know, that half a season or whatever worth of games that isn't in our area being Central Illinois. I would pay 20 bucks to watch the game mm-hmm. as opposed to getting in my car and driving to a bar somewhere that that has the ticket or whatever or you know just to yeah. be able to sit in the comfort of my own home I would do a pay-per-view I'd pay 20 bucks to be able to watch yeah. it I
1: mean even if it's hopefully
0: I mean it's I, wouldn't not this much. I have a streaming box but you know what I'm saying if Ho- if that didn't exist hopefully it's not this
1: much but if it's 50 bucks I'll throw you 25 and you can You host. could do
0: that too you know if you have enough people around that are fans of a team. Like we're lucky enough that our whole family are Steeler fans in Illinois. So yeah, you could do a rotating thing like, Hey, everybody let's, let's go over to Rod's house. Everybody throw him 10 bucks. We'll get the game if it's that high. Yeah. And I think, or you buy the game, we'll bring the food. Some. uh, Yeah. Uh, I think that's still a little on the high side, but I still think there's money to be made there. I think if they kept it more in the 20 to $25 range, they would do a lot better. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, sure, at 50 bucks you could get the groups like that, that. Hey, yeah, let's all get together and watch the game. But if you drop it to 20 25 do we want to sell one guy a $50 pass where he's going to invite six or eight buddies over? Or do you want to sell three or four of those guys a $20 pass where it might be like you come over and watch right. them? You know what I'm saying? I think in the grand scheme of things, you're going to make more money off of the cheaper deal yeah. because more people, more households would purchase it as opposed to the right. $50 deal.
1: Or you might also have a situation where, okay, noon start, Pittsburgh plays Sunday night or Monday night. Oh, my God, do I watch the Bears and the Lions or the Colts and blah, 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 or the Texans? Yeah. Or I can spend 20 and i could watch the niner or i don't know yeah, a, a, a big game yeah a better game yeah i might spend 20 bucks to actually watch a game i want to watch even if it's not my team right. so uh, yeah I, I think you're to right watching,
0: yeah yeah the bears play the jets and, yeah uh, big fucking deal right so yeah i i just i think there's money to be made there and hopefully whoever gets the the package will do something like that whatever you like what you said mm. either a specific team package or even a divisional package or an a la carte, or all of them. I mean, mm. I think, well, why not give options? You can be yeah. like, look, for for 250 bucks, you can have every fucking game. For $100, you can have a division. Or for $100, $75, whatever, you could have just this team. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of money that could be made mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, rest in peace, DirecTV, because your, your days are definitely numbered. Right. I might get Red Zone this year just for the fuck of it just to red zone. Yeah. Like I, on the, 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 stream box, if the Steeler game, isn't on, that's what I watch is, is red zone. Yeah. Cause being a fantasy football player or whatever, like that, that's the best thing to watch where if you don't have a, you know, invested interest in one particular game, you can sit there and you catch every single, you know, big play and scoring opportunity. So,
1: and also like that scenario, I mentioned my team plays on Monday night, Thursday night. Yeah. I don't want to watch the two local games I have or, yep or especially the three o'clock window where it's like, yay, Dallas versus Eagles, Dallas versus Giants, Dallas versus foot commanders. I almost said football team almost dead. named named him pull to because I'm so sick to watch. I get why again, it's ratings. I'm so sick of watching the NFC, NFC East. So yeah, agreed. So. All right. All right. I think that's it.
0: Yeah, That'll wrap it up. Uh, we got, we're just like three weeks away from training camp too. So, and mm. the, the news will start coming. Um, obviously, I think we're going to hear some Deshaun Watson stuff here soon. And, yeah, very excited. Uh, Dylan won't talk about it because he's a pussy and he won't go see it. But I'll be able to talk about Thor here in a week or so because I think that's going to be pretty solid.
1: I don't know that I'm a pussy just because I'm fucking whatever. burnt out, but whatever.
0: So, anyway, yeah, uh, apologize for the uh, unnecessary breaks, interrupted by some phone calls. But you won't really notice because it's going to be almost instantaneous. Mm. So. Is what it is. Anyway, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go to Peoria tonight and get fucked up. Mm. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So
1: other stuff you can't talk about,
0: right? So, all right. Well, thanks for uh, for tuning in. We will catch you next time here in the next two to three weeks. I'm Dee's. He's Dylan. Bye bye. See. Ya.